the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Patriot is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. The billions of dollars in coronavirus relief targeted at small businesses may not prevent some of them from ending up in bankruptcy court. The number of business filings under Chapter 11 of the federal bankruptcy law rose sharply in March. Also on SRNews.com, recent satellite photos show a train probably belonging to North Korean leader Kim Jong-un parked at his compound on the country's east coast amid mounting speculation about his health. Professor Robert Kennedy, who teaches at a South Korean university, says he's expecting he suspects there's something wrong with Kim since he's not been seen for some time. Whether he's dead or incapacitated or a coma, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there in the rumor mill. But at this point, given how much talk there's been and how quiet both North Korea and China have been, my guess is there's probably something wrong with his health, which wouldn't be surprising, right? I mean, he's morbidly obese. He smokes. um, He's had gout in the past. This is SRN News. Mark Levin is seeing nothing but blame on the president. But honestly, if you watch the news, the so-called news, when the economy does well, they trash the president. It's nothing to do with him. It's the rich getting rich, or Obama did it. If the stock market takes a little hit, then, of course, it's all Trump and his incompetence and all the rest. You should be disgusted with the irresponsible nature of the so-called media in this country when it comes to this virus. It's so out of control. Mark Levin, weeknights at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot intelligent radio it pays to be kind when you join us for the 2020 kindness challenge for doing just a little bit of good in your neighborhood you could win five grand and an additional five grand for a deserving organization and you can find details right now at am1280 thepatriot.com just past two o'clock on this sunday afternoon here in the twin cities Let's take a look at your forecast from the great plains windows and doors weather center chances thunderstorms today with a high of 67 and we got hour two brad carlson show of the narn starting right now on the patriot Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to give uh, give us a shout out. Hashtag Narn Show, hashtag NARN Show. And if you'd like to follow our Facebook page, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a follow or like. And we appreciate all the support we've been receiving as we uh, soldier on here at the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Now, despite everybody uh, being uh, sheltered in place and staying at home, uh, we hope you all are staying healthy and certainly uh, pray for all of your uh, family members that they are uh, safe and healthy, too. Uh I honestly don't know when this is is going to end, but I have to say I am somewhat encouraged that there were a handful of states, including Minnesota, and we'll talk about that later this hour, that are coming up with plans to slowly reopen. I mean, no one ever expected to just swing the doors open and everything get back to normal. I mean, there are a few uh, fringe individuals who are suggesting that, but the overall greater movement of those who are concerned about authoritarian government overreach and the devastation to our economy, those people are also taking COVID-19 very seriously, okay? So let's not play these partisan games to where if you are concerned about the economy, that means you don't have any concern for grandma, 
All right. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's insulting and, and let's knock it off. So, uh, I, I, you know, we're doing our best to certainly stay positive here. My wife and I blessed to be able to work our jobs from our home. And obviously I'm doing a radio show from my home office as well as, you know, we're watching church online from the home office here. So we're able to do everything we can and still survive financially, economically. But we know there are far more, far, way too many people that don't have that luxury. And we're, we're praying for you and, and, and hoping for the best for you. That, that is for certain. And we all are here at uh, Salem Communications, all of our affiliates. And uh, definitely thinking about you all and appreciate your continued support uh, while this uh, takes place. I want to transition a little bit to presidential politics. I did chat with Matt Makoviak a little bit about this, the uh, Tara Reid allegations. This stemmed from, and I talked about it last week, and I didn't plan on talking about it this week because I didn't think there would be much newsworthy because, again, the media is going to give a helping hand to, to Joe Biden. I mean, we we talked about it last week. Uh, they were detailing some allegations against Joe Biden in the New York Times, and then the campaign, the Biden campaign complained about the coverage, and they uh, kind of reworded their clarification on the story. It was ridiculous. It It, it was just... It was just naked coordination between the Biden campaign and uh, the New York Times. Well, uh, this is going to get uh, pretty hard to ignore here. Uh, this uh, To kind of get you familiar with this, Tara Reid was working as a junior staffer for then-Senator Joe Biden, and she alleged that in 1993 there, uh, she was asked to um, bring a gym bag over to uh, to Biden, for wherever he was at the Capitol or his office, wherever. And that as she brought it to him, he pushed her against a wall, shoved his hands up her skirt and assaulted her while also kissing her and suggesting they find a more private location. Uh, Reed, Biden's former staffer, said she pulled away and Biden scolded her saying, come on, man, I heard you like me. Again, this is, is, uh, by the way, this is from the resurgent.com where I'm reading the story. So... Uh, again, I won't rehash everything I said last week because I took basically the first hour of last week's show to talk about this, but it is, it, it bears repeating that leftists in the media, pardon the redundancy, are showing a, a blatant double standard in how to address these. You know, we alluded to the Kavanaugh situation in the show. Brett Kavanaugh was President Trump's Supreme Court nominee back in the fall of 2018, and the Democrats had no options to stop him. Is none. All it took was a simple majority to get him confirmed, and and that was going to happen. So the Democrats flat out said, "We have to do anything, pull out all the stops to ensure that this nominee doesn't get through." And then these allegations surfaced of uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, who alleged that 35 years earlier, when she was 15 and Kavanaugh was 17, that he had assaulted her, even though those closest to her could not corroborate them ever meeting. But yet, as Matt McCoviak alluded to. In our interview, it was wall-to-wall coverage of it. And it was believe all women, full stop, that she is to be believed. It doesn't matter if there's uh, forensic evidence or cognitive evidence or corroborating stories. None of that matters. We are to believe all women. And I still remember, in fact, I, I when, when I was doing my, uh, uh, what you call it, my NARN reports, when... Uh, I talked about this very thing. I cited a tweet from ABC political analyst Matthew Dow. This was during the Kavanaugh hearings. He said, uh, enough with the he said, she said storyline. If this is he said, she said, referring to the Kavanaugh saga, then let's believe the she in these scenarios. She has nothing to gain and everything to lose. For 250 years, we have believed in the he in these scenarios. Enough is enough. Which is the most moronic, absurd garbage that I have ever heard concerning this. So w- women have battled for decades for equality, and now that they are there, I mean, they're, uh, unfortunately, uh, there are still some situations where women aren't given a fair shake. No one's denying that. But they, they've had it better today than at any point in history. And yeah, there are some improvements to be made, no doubt about it. But the strive for equality uh, I'm sorry, that flies in the face of equality when we're supposed to believe someone just because she is of a certain gender. 
which a lot of people of Matthew Dowd's ilk tell us is a social construct anyway. So I'm totally confused by what these people are saying. Well, if, if, if he's going to apply that same standard, then ask yourself, Matthew Dowd, what does Tara Reid have to, have to gain by this? She doesn't like Trump. She didn't vote for Trump in 2016. Sure as heck isn't going to vote for him now. She's a lifelong Democrat. Okay? So what does she have to gain by, by coming out and telling this story? I, I, I'm asking. I, you know, if, you're, if this is a standard you have, Matthew Dowd, that we're to believe the he, or excuse me, the she, in the he said, she said storyline, was Matthew Dowd on ABC's This Week today? I don't know. Maybe he's reaffirming this. But my point is, I believe in due process. I believe in corroborating evidence. Okay? Has there been some corroboration of Tara Reid and Joe Biden? Well, uh, she worked for him in 1993 as a junior staffer. And it's like that much can be confirmed. That much can be corroborated. We're not even a, not even could there be corroborated a meeting between Dr. Ford and, and Brett Kavanaugh. And then we've got some audio. Yeah, some audio was unearthed. So apparently, let's, let me get back to this uh, resurgence story. Uh, Larry King Live, uh, well, again, I'll, this is from the resurgence the story I read from earlier. Uh, Friday afternoon, the sexual assault allegation against Joe Biden took on a whole new level of legitimacy. An archived clip, which I mentioned to Matt Makoviak, has now been scrubbed from CNN's website magically. Uh, from Larry CNN's Larry King Live from 1993, appeared to feature Reed's late mother, Jeanette Ultimus, telling King about the alleged encounter. Uh, so, Jason, if we've got that audio clip, this is from Larry King Live, August 11th, 1993. So, again, the timeline is accurate. Tara Reed said this assault took place in 1993. That has been on the record long before this audio clip was unearthed. Well, this audio clip was unearthed. And again, this is from Larry King Live, August 11th, 1993. Jason, if we have that ready, uh, go ahead. We're back. A couple more phone calls on this very important topic. Our guests are former United States Senator Howard Baker, Richard Allen, former National Security Advisor, and Lois Romano of the Washington Post. San Luis Obispo, California. Hello. Yes, hello. Um, I'm wondering what... Um, uh a, a staffer uh, would do, do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him. Or she had a story to tell, but out of respect for the person she worked for, she didn't tell it. That's true. Well, now, but these are the people who do come to the Lois Romanos, right? The mm -hmm. staff worker who says, I want to let you know about what's going this on, either going with my boss or troubled. the guy down the hall. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a lot of these people have a sense of obligation. They feel that this public official should be accountable if it's something wrong. They're whistleblowers to the press. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So there it is. So, she, yeah, she didn't feel like she could go forward and still had respect for this person, but wanted to get her story out there. Because it's like, uh, hey, powerful men, those of you who are dominating women like this, um, your, these stories are getting out. You might want to uh, might want to cease this stuff. Yeah, this is from CNN. And like I told Matt McCoviak, someone posted a screenshot of the archive episodes of Larry King Live. Uh, it goes right from August 10th, 1993 to August 12th, 1993. August 11th, magically gone, disappeared. Um, so... Uh, I again, this was just a screenshot. Could someone have doctored this? I guess it's possible because what I'm confused by it goes from episode 154 on August 10th to episode 155 on August 12th. So, what was the episode on August 11th? I'm not not understanding this. Did they renumber them after that? So, I don't know. That may not be true. I should maybe kind of back off that. But what you can't deny is this was from CNN's archive footage. This Larry King live. And this seems to corroborate things Tara Reid was saying. And again, the, the bare bones minimum, ask Joe Biden about it. How difficult is this? And, and all we heard when they were giving wall-to-wall -wall coverage to the Kavanaugh saga a year and a half ago was, well, this is someone who's going to be uh, confirmed to the highest court of the land. Shouldn't we be asking these questions? Shouldn't we be doing these investigations? Yes, absolutely. And guess what? When it yields nothing, then move on. 
That may sound cold and callous because Dr. Blasey Ford very well could have been the victim of something. And in listening to her, I've said on this show many times, I've gone on record saying when I've listened to Dr. Ford, I believed her. Okay? But there has to be a standard of due process. And if there is no corroborating evidence, no physical evidence, no forensic evidence of any kind, how can you just say unequivocally that Brett Kavanaugh was guilty of something that happened 35 years ago? That that doesn't make any sense. But yet uh, the same people who are saying that Kavanaugh should, uh, should be immediately dismissed as a nominee are saying that Tara Reid's story doesn't pass a smell test when there is oodles more corroborating evidence of her relationship with Joe Biden and her actually telling her story. Because the one thing that people said about Dr. Forrest, wow, you know, why didn't she tell anybody about this? I mean, some of her closest confidants said, you know, I've known her for X number of years. She never mentioned this. Whereas Tara Reid, by that audio, shows you that she told her own mother about this. Okay. And by the way, just an aside, I, I can't imagine how painful that must have been. Tara Reed's, you know, all of a sudden hearing her late mother's voice and talking about this situation, which is obviously very painful and took everything she could to come, come forward with it. Okay. Now, again, I'm consistent here. Standard of due process. Now, is there going to be some sort of conviction? Well, the authorities, I guess, in D.C. are allegedly looking into this, but I don't know what kind of statute of limitations there are. But the fact remains that there may not be any physical or forensic evidence, but cognitively it could make make people think because there were some allegations coming out against Joe Biden, you know, for a while now. Okay. But they didn't come out say in 2008 because he was kind of, uh, because he was going to help Barack Obama uh, be elected the first African-American president. So they were willing to look the other way. But now that he's going to be in a position of power and the Democrats are tired of, of putting up old white men at the top of their ticket, okay, yeah, he's uh, he's 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 become expendable. So this is something to keep an eye on. I guess uh, CNN has finally weighed in on it. I know Chris Caliza, who works for CNN, put out a tweet saying Joe Biden absolutely has to answer these allegations. Well, here's a, here's one thing I can guarantee: he won't answer them if he's never asked about them. You could, as a journalist, you can at least say, "Well, I've asked him about it, and this was his response." You be the you ju- you be the judge. You you decide. They haven't even done that. <sighs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show, hashtag N A R N Show. Brad Carlson, the Clothes are coming back with another segment on the broadcast. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Is your child allowed to express their love for Jesus Christ in the classroom? Do you want the Christian values you are teaching at home to be instilled at school? At Avail Academy, formerly Calvin Christian School, we proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. We believe that God has made each of us uniquely great, not for our glory, but for His. Alongside the family and the church, Avail Academy fulfills a unique role by instructing and nurturing students from kindergarten through 12th grade to use the gifts of God for the cause of Christ. We believe in teaching our students to live a life of purpose now, not just after graduation. We are experts at integrating faith and learning. To learn more about Avail Academy or to schedule a tour, visit our website at availacademy.org. That is availacademy.org. Come see how we can partner with you to raise up your children in the way that they should go. Avail Academy, Christian education on purpose. Whoa, look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Hi, this is PJ from PJ's Appliance Outlet, your local, family-owned, and operated appliance store. No matter where you live in the Twin Cities, PJ's is worth the drive. We're centrally located in Plymouth. Just this past month, we've had satisfied customers from Maple Grove, St. Paul, Minneapolis, Eden Prairie, Bloomington, all over the Twin Cities. We take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores by simply providing over-the-top customer service, great quality products at unbeatable prices. PJ's has quickly become the trusted go-to store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. 
You can save hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars on brand new warrantied name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers and dryers, dishwashers and freezers, top brands like LG, Frigidaire, and much more. Come visit our showroom today and ask for PJ, Bob, or Jake, or visit our website at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Get that Rack Shack Attack, Rack Shack Barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Oh, 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 yeah. Millions retire online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. What does she say? Who's Sergio? Do we know? Hey, just having a little fun here. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag NARNShow for any comments or questions. As always, thanks for tuning in. So this just in, we, we heard someone talking about it at uh, Salem Radio Network News about uh, North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Uh, so they've narrowed it down. He's either dead, brain dead, or totally fine. Do we follow all that? So there you go. But he's not undead, so he's not a zombie yet. So we've ruled that out, apparently. <laughs> well, thank goodness. I mean, this is what happens. Pardon me? Well, thank goodness he's not a zombie. Well, yeah. I, oh, yeah. That's the last thing we need in the COVID-19 spring is a zombie apocalypse as well. Well, you know, I my wife and I talked openly about this uh, with obviously the current COVID, the current version of the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, having originated in Wuhan, China, which is in obviously proximity to North Korea. How is this impacting North Korea? And you know, who's to say? I mean, Kim was already at health risk, as you know, we heard he's uh, been very obese, uh, has had uh, you know smokes. Uh, I mean that's that's your that is your a number one risk for some, uh, those kind of health issues to, for someone to contract COVID if they smoke and already have you know heart issues and being obese like he is. So um, there has been speculation, and this this has uh, this cropped up this past week, and it got me thinking. If Kim Jong Un passes away, and you know people can celebrate all you know all they want, and yeah, the guy runs uh, concentration camps and torture chambers and the human rights abuses uh, just that have been confirmed are just beyond the pale. And it's just awful to think about, okay, what, what these people are deprived of in this country, start in mass starvation, everything else. And, you know, if you want to say good riddance, he deserves whatever spot, you know, they're, they're, conjuring up all the backhoes in hell to dig him a new pit. You know, if that's if that's how you want to take this, you know, fine. I'm just going to tell you that much like when his father, Kim Jong-il, passed away and people rejoiced over that, eh, whoever takes over is probably not going to be a lot better, and odds are are going to be a lot worse. And I, I remember bringing this up uh, some a uh, year and a half ago, or I guess it was two years ago now, that Winter Olympics that took place in South Korea back in 2018. And I wrote, I I mentioned this on Facebook too. I said, if you think the American media, some members of the American media, not all, but some members of the American media like parroting Chinese propaganda, just wait until Kim Jong-un's sister, uh, Kim Yo-jong, is named his successor. Ha, very funny. Well, speculation is starting to run rampant that she could be the one. Because... Here's the thing. We in America are, are not all of us, but there are certain sector of America pretty much on the left, the far left, who are pining 
for the first female president of the United States. And they thought they had that in Hillary Clinton, and obviously that didn't work out in 2016. Well, Kim Yo-jong is perfect because they were already fawning on her over her two years ago. And a friend of mine, uh, Bethany Mandel, wrote uh, at the New York Post during the Olympics, you know, she talked about this. Um, the uh, enemy of your enemy is not your friend. Kim Yo-jong, a deputy director of the Propaganda and Agitation Department of North Korea and sister of Kim Jong-un, is no exception. This is apparently news to the news media. As the Winter Olympics opened in South Korea, U.S. reporters and analysts gave Kim the TMZ treatment going so far as to liken her to Ivanka Trump. Yeah, because Ivanka Trump starves people and has them thrown in concentration camps and has a role in having her brother bumped off. Yeah, totally the same. Uh, That Ivanka comparison, by the way, brought to you by the Washington Post. A dispatch on Kim from Anna Fifield began. They marveled at her barely there makeup and her lack of bling. They commented on her plain black outfits and simple purse. They noted the flower-shaped clip that kept her hair back in a no-nonsense style. Strange reading a red carpet-like report about a member of a regime that has concentration camps the size of Los Angeles, where children have been secretly photographed starving in the streets, and whose leader uses anti-aircraft weaponry to execute his political enemies. Fifield's colleague, Philip Bump, a national correspondent for the Washington Post, tweeted a gif of Kim giving Vice President Mike Pence deadly side-eye. Unavailable for comment on the side-eye? Otto Warmbier, an American college student brutally tortured and killed by the North American regime in 2017. Otto's father, Fred, was a guest of Pence's at the Olympics and was also Uh, and was present also at the State of the Union. The Washington Post wasn't an outlier. CNN posted a column with the headline, Kim Jong-un's sister is stealing the show at the Winter Olympics. The NBC Olympics Twitter account was captivated by the synchronized red-clad dancing and singing of North Korea's cheerleaders during competitions, tweeting a video of the group with the caption, This is so satisfying to watch. Would it be as satisfying to watch if viewers were aware of the torture and death that would await any of these cheerleaders and their families were they to attempt to defect while in South Korea? Would we be so enthralled with the moves if we knew the fate of anyone who makes a mistake of not delivering a perfect performance in the stands, let alone what may happen to those in competition if they don't come home with a medal? Perhaps it's easier not to think about such things. This is just little more than Trump derangement syndrome. That's all it is, because this is someone, and it's, I, 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 I said this then, and I've said it this past week, and it's already coming to fruition. The kook leftists on Twitter, and these are ones with blue check marks, by the way, verified accounts, so there's some prominent journalists in most cases, are already preemptively complaining about the fact that North Korea will have a female leader before the United States. It's like, oh my God. God, I mean, this is that's as absurd as the Libertarian, Libertarian Party, the U.S. Libertarian Party, complaining that North Korea, you know, wow, they 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 have more rights in North Korea than we do in the U.S. because they're uh, they're allowing people to smoke marijuana there. Yeah, they quickly deleted that tweet. This was like three four years ago that it, that they that that came forth that they were complaining that uh, U.S. doesn't have as many rights in North Korea because North Korea allows people to smoke weed. Yeah, you know what they don't all, they also don't allow? They don't allow free speech. They don't allow people to eat in some cases. Nice. But that's all this is. They picture her a strong female owning Trump in negotiations like over a nuclear a nuclear agreement. Well, here's the thing. Are you so desperate for a female leader that you're okay with having this leader starve hundreds of thousands of citizens? Or kill them for you want to talk about side eye? If America, if if North Korean citizens even looked side eye at dear leader, they'd get droned. This is ridiculous. Write this down. Write this down. I'm telling you this right now. If she becomes leader, Kim Yo Jong, if if Un is dead, and again, this hasn't been verified, but if she becomes leader, I guarantee the leftist feminists in this country will tout how they just can't wait to see her own Trump. Okay, and they will be playing Beyonce's tune, "Who Run the World, Girls," while 
They show pictures of her. Write it down. It's ha- it's happening already. This really isn't even a, a a monumental prediction of any kind. This isn't exactly going out of limp. It's they're writing this stuff already on Twitter. It's insane. Okay, are you so desperate to have a female leader that you don't care that she's a maniacal murderous thug? I mean, is that is this what feminist feminism has devolved into? That you can tout the fact that women could be just as vicious, ruthless, and murderous thugs as males? If so, I guess congratulations. You're about to get your wish. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. This is Dennis Prager from Athanasium, the Math Learning Center. As you know, I prefer clarity to agreement. Being able to understand math is often key to achieving clarity. But with 6 out of 10 high schoolers not being proficient at math, students could be at a great disadvantage. Mathnasium helps students reach their potential to understand and even enjoy math, whether they're starting out far behind or already doing well. Using a customized one-on-one approach, Mathnasium educates and inspires students, helping them develop number sense, math fluency, and confidence that equips them for success in school and for the rest of their lives. Mathnasium also provides homework help so students can better understand and finish it successfully on their own, freeing you up to focus on other aspects of parenting. Give your child a life-changing math learning experience. Contact one of the Mathnasium centers listed on the Patriots advertiser page at AM1280, the Patriots. Patriot.com and receive $50 off your enrollment. Mathnasium changing lives through math. This is a national health care alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket cost. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. Toll free at this number. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pair of diabetic socks as our special gift to you. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and have insurance, you may qualify to get free delivery of your supplies. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. 800-439-7409. That's 800-439-7409. It pays to be kind when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter. So go to am1280thepatriot.com and click on the Kindness Challenge to enter. You can be rewarded for simple acts of kindness. Keep on loving. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. When there are few words I can choose. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Broken. To me, Brad Carlson, thanks for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. Hashtag NARN show with any comments or questions. So get uh, kind of a local angle. Well, this is a local angle. Uh, Star Tribune story by Jeremy Olson and Glenn Howitt. Restrictions could be lifted up on up to 100,000 Minnesota workers by Monday. Thousands of closed businesses may reopen Monday with safety plans. An estimated uh, 80,000 to 100,000 employees could return to work Monday under a plan by Governor Tim Walz to dial back the state's stay-at-home order, which was imposed to reduce or delay the spread of COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, 
before I read further, I want to I want to kind of take an aside here. Uh, and and a few people brought this up. Uh, particularly, Pat Garofalo was one of the ones who who broached this uh, on Twitter that I first saw, and that is initially the the shelter in place, stay at home order was was put in play because obviously we wanted to slow the spread, we wanted to flatten the curve, not overwhelm the medical system, the hospitals, whatever, and get adequately set up for what would be the inevitable spread. And some some were citing the models that twenty two thousand are going to die in the state of Minnesota. It's just a question of when. Well, I think we just surpassed. 200 deaths this past week, and I think we're up to close to 250 now, right? It's not going to come close to 22,000, but nevertheless, that was one of the models that they were citing. Well, initially, that was the that was the uh, motivation behind the stay-at-home order, is to flatten the curve, slow the spread. We've done that. Now, there was some talk, well, we may not ever get back to reality until we get a, a vaccine that completely... Uh, eradicates this. Well, no, well, first of all, not even flu vaccines completely 100% eradicate the flu. Does it help? Yeah, in my opinion, it does. I've I've gotten a flu flu shot virtually every year for the past decade or so. It was more because when my mother in law moved in with my wife and I, you know, she was not very healthy and vulnerable, and she could be taken out by a simple flu bug. So I didn't want the nightmare of bringing something like that home to her. So I would get a flu shot because of that. Not I was always very healthy, never got it much, but if I just got slight symptoms, I could, you know, possibly pass on to my mother-in-law. I couldn't live with myself. But not even a flu vaccine completely, 100% prevents flu. So we're talking about a vaccine 12 to 18 months down the road, and we're supposed to stay at home that whole time? Not happening. Not happening. So anyways, uh, we'll continue to read this story. This move, The move is tailored to manufacturers and offices that don't have face-to-face interaction with clients and weren't deemed critical industries that were exempt from the stay-at-home order. Now, my personal situation, I work for a manufacturing company here in the Twin Cities, and I work in the corporate office, and we have several manufacturing facilities all over the country, including uh, two different ones in Minnesota and then one in Kentucky, one in Oklahoma, one in California. Uh, They're kind of our primary ones. And so, obviously, we don't have a lot of face-to-face with the manufacturers. It's just in our corporate office there, and we're pretty well spread out. But even... Even in that situation, our employers were urging us to stay home, but we remained open because of the product we produce. We were deemed essential by the Department of Homeland Security. So, like I said, I've been blessed to be able to continue working and work from home and adhere to all these orders. So this is, the, this is kind of the criteria that should have been in place the whole time. You know, instead of this what's essential, what isn't essential, how about because, you know, you say, well, that's a non-essential business. Well, that business is essential to people who are working there and trying to provide for their families, so it's all in the eye of the beholder. But the criteria always should have been from the get-go was, hey, if you're able to exercise the proper social distancing and lack of face-to-face contact and you know, do all the other things, be sure to you know, wash your hands, practice the proper hygiene, then, oh, yeah, the, these can stay open. But uh, that's not what they used at the outset. Uh, roughly 20,000 companies in this category now have the option to reopen. See, that's the key. Uh, this is what I don't like about when stay-at-home orders are slowly being lifted. It's just like, well, you want to kill grandma and grandpa, get all these more people exposed to this, and we've done such a great job at distancing and have been keeping down the mortality rate, and you're just going to make it worse now. And it's like, no, no. Let's, look, there has to be a balance here. Because states can't deficit spend, all right? They need money coming in. Well, where does that money come from? Obviously, the taxpayers. We're well, not paying taxes if you're not working. <laughs> I mean, th- this isn't complicated, folks. So, anyways, I'll continue reading. Roughly 20,000 companies in this category now have the option to reopen if they complete and publicize plans to maintain social distancing. Uh, worker hygiene and workplace cleanliness, said Steve Grove, commissioner for the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development. This is a limited first step in the process of safely reopening some businesses and returning Minnesotans to work, he said. The move puts Minnesota in a fairly aggressive posture compared with other states, which have been adhering to the White House's Open Up America Again guidelines to pursue only a phased comeback 
once they have seen 14 consecutive days of declines in COVID-19 cases. Okay, well, let me go back to that story I read in the last segment last hour. The numbers aren't always representative because tests that were administered, like in Georgia, for instance, there showed an incredible spike from April 19th to April 20th. Well, what they were doing is the confirmed tests that were conducted on April 1st and April 19th were lumped in on April 20th. And people saw that and they're freaking out. It's like, oh my God, look how much these positive cases have jumped and you want to open up the state? What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Well, those who tested positive on April 1st, but it wasn't confirmed a positive test until April 19th, guess what? That's more than 14 days. So it was very likely that a lot of those people were quarantining, taking the necessary precautions, two weeks, quarantine, stay at home, you know, just out of precaution, because obviously the symptoms were severe enough to where they felt they needed to take a test. Okay. Because at that point they weren't just testing each and everybody, just someone with serious symptoms. Well, guess what? It's no longer, it's not a positive case on April 20th, but it wasn't April 1st, but it was being lumped in with April 20th. So again, uh, this is something that is having to be worked out Uh, when they're talking about days of declines in COVID cases, where the actual number of positive tests may show an increase from one day to the next, but that next day, is that including tests from, say, a couple weeks ago that finally came back positive, but it wasn't determined until well after the fact? We don't know. Uh, But Walls and state officials said the decision was science-based and not open-ended like the plan to restart almost all businesses in Georgia that even President Donald Trump has criticized. Well, again, as, I, as that story that I, I read from Eric Erickson, the resurgent, the data is on uh, Governor, Governor Kemp's side in Georgia. Okay, He's following his public health experts, the same ones he's had from day one. It's not like the people he had day one say, hey, you need to shelter in place. Okay, I'll do that. And then the shelter in place is not going well, and he fires those people and gets someone who's going to tell him what he wants to hear. No, he's kept the same people on. And they have said once the RT, retransmission rate, gets below one, then it's safe to exercise a methodical reopening. So um, this that kind of seems to be a misleading line here, um, the plan to restart almost all businesses in Georgia that even uh, President Donald Trump has criticized. And I think President Trump only criticized it after the media firestorm that hit Georgia. And so, therefore, he wanted to distance himself from that. More than six feet. Anyways, the move does also does not change the rest of the stay-at-home stay home order, which remains in effect until May 4, or recommendations for people to continue to work from home if they can. Minnesota appears to be nowhere near its peak in the COVID-19 pandemic, which the health department with the health department reporting one day records Thursday of 21 deaths and 221 new confirmed lab infections. That brings the total to 200 deaths and 2,942 cases with expanded COVID-19 testing getting underway. Health officials expect the case count to surge. Well, yesterday it was reported an additional 23 deaths and today it was reported an additional Uh, 28 deaths. So that brings it to 251. And this is another milestone that they're touting because it's like, oh, 28 deaths. This is the first time that we've had a number of deaths that equate to more than one per hour. So we're playing these games now. And, you know, again, what, what's the demographic of these deaths? Again, all lives, all lives are precious. No question about it. But is it in line with the concerns that were outlined at the beginning that our seniors, particularly those in rest homes where the for, I think the first case in the U.S. was from a, rest, from a nursing home, where they're especially vulnerable to health issues? You know, that's important. It doesn't mean it's dismissive. It doesn't mean, oh, well, it's just grandma and grandpa. We can just get back to life as it is. No, not at all. That's, that's ridiculous, and no one should be thinking that. But uh, I think you have to look at know what you know the demographic of those of those passing away so uh yeah definitely uh, something to keep an eye upon and uh you know that's good news that slowly but surely businesses are starting to open in the state because when you hear governor walls say things like well you know vaccine's still a year away and it's life may not get back to normal until then 
Um, if he means maintain the status quo for a year, that's not possible. Just it can't happen. Won't happen. Uh, do want to get to a break here pretty soon, but we, before we do, we want to get to our friend Vincent from St. Paul. St. Paul, Vincent, always good to hear from you, sir. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thank you very much. Um, concerning what you're talking about right now with uh, virus 19 and be, us being under house arrest, you know, William Barr, you know, Attorney General was on Hugh Hewitt. He says, what's going on now? People got to stay in their house. That's just like house arrest. So I feel like I'm under house arrest. I got to stay here. Anyway, I don't know if you listened to Mitch Berg yesterday's show. Of course and I did. Had, and he had a dude on there talking about rights and everything like that, and they got lawsuit going. And it sounds like uh, this is, I heard a name that might have been part of the Tea Party in the past. Okay. And so I thought I'd bring that to your attention there. And um, the website, the phone numbers, the Brad has it on his uh, show yesterday. I think you talked a couple of segments with the dude. Dan yeah, McGrath. appreciate it. That yeah, Dan McGrath and Eric Cardall was the uh, attorney that's on the uh, on this um, on this case as well. Uh, yeah, Mitch, uh, appreciate the call, Vincent. Thanks so much. Yeah, v- Mitch posted at shotinthedark.info about the uh, Free Minnesota coalition, uh, coalition. It's the government oppression hotline. And it's, uh, I love the phone number, 844-RIGHTS-0. That's 844-RIGHTS-0. Uh, uh, they want to uh, file a case next week, so get on board if you've got a case. Uh, yeah, th- and this is something that, and I'm glad you mentioned Attorney General Barr, this is something that he's brought up. You know, some of these orders, they could be in violation of uh, First Amendment, particularly are people still adequately able to practice their religion? Okay, because the government can't make laws that would be an abridgment of that. So, yeah, this is something that Attorney General Barr is keeping an eye upon. And you know what? That's the role of the Attorney General. He's part of the executive branch, and the executive branch is to ensure that all of our rights are safeguarded and the laws are upheld. Okay? They don't make legislation. All right? And they don't rule on whether it's constitutional or not. This is the you know, this is basics of government, you know, three branches of government. So, you know, kudos to uh, Attorney General William Barr uh, for keeping an eye on this. And, uh, yeah, I did listen to Mitch's uh, segment with— Eric Cardall and Dan McGrath yesterday. So go to shotinthedark.info if you want to find out more about uh, what Vincent was referring to. Appreciate the call, Vincent. Thanks so much. Uh, one final segment coming up on the broadcast today. And uh, we do have time for another couple phone calls if you'd like to weigh in yet. 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carls and the Clothes are coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. What can we learn from previous stock market corrections? How could you avoid big financial mistakes? And where are the opportunities today? Get the answers in a free report. What to do in a down market. It's from Joe Lucy of Secured Retirement Financial in the Twin Cities. Joe's a certified financial planner, and he's been featured in the Wall Street Journal. This shocking eight-page report reveals actionable steps that could protect your hard-earned savings and the potential overlooked opportunities that nobody sees in a panic. This report is jam-packed with information, and it won't cost you a dime. Download your free report at downmarketrescue.com. Downmarketrescue.com. You can't control what happens on Wall Street, but you can control how you respond to it. Download your free report at downmarketrescue.com. That's downmarketrescue.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. 
Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Are you tired of all the garbage that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our American values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever. Politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues, and we can't even open a debate about when we return to work. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces, the movie that the hard left does not want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today. Welcome back, AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Excuse me. Got to get a drink of water here. I was mentioning during my uh, preview, my Facebook Live preview that I do on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. <coughs> Excuse me. I uh, My voice is kind of faint because I've been talking a lot this past week for my day job. And normally, you know, I don't need to because, you know, I, I work with numbers. I just crunch numbers. But uh, <laughs> I've been talking a lot more this uh, this past week, and so I, I haven't really recovered. So excuse me while I take another sip of water. I don't have a cough button here. Or I got some. Well, technically I do, but I mean, I could just put you on mute and you give me the cue. I turn off your microphone from your place, and then, uh, then yeah, you can cough all, all you want. I figure <laughs> we're about five minutes left. You know, we're kind of we're we're, we're kind of winding down, anyways. <clears throat> Fair enough. Fair so enough. Uh, now, uh, Jason, we talked a little bit before uh, the show uh, about the NFL draft. Of course, that took place starting on uh, Thursday, went through the weekend, and I w- one thing I didn't mention is I have never heard so many heart-wrenching backstories for for these players than I did this past draft. I mean, how many of these guys had fathers or mothers or siblings that died in just awful, horrific, tragic fashion? It's like, well, sure. what, I did they just not tell these stories before and they're figuring way to fill time because, of course, everybody is in is socially distancing and doing this, you know, via Zoom meeting and whatever else. Sure. I mean... I'd never heard so many heart heart wrenching stories before. Right, and I'm there. Look, they were grasping for straws the entire evening. All in all, though, I thought ESPN, NFL Network, uh, the NFL, and all actually put together a very good production for the draft. I was Agreed. very intrigued yep. to see how this virtual draft would go in terms of you know everybody being at their homes, including the players, and checking in on them. I thought they did a fantastic job under the circumstances. Um, But you're right. It's not like they had the ability to go up to the stage and talk to these players or talk to other coaches like live in-person interviews. So they had to fill content in some ways. And you're right. I noticed it too. It felt like every other draft pick had some kind of hardship or or deal that they went through. And look, uh, we all go through that kind of stuff. But there was even one player, I don't remember who it was, they were talking about the loss of his grandmother back in like 2007. And it wasn't even yeah. like a tragic death or anything. I think it was just uh, she died of old age and natural causes. And I was wondering, okay, why are we bringing this angle into it? And it seemed like it was a part of the entire evening. It was just a little bit sad. It was strange. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it, like I say, you had one one guy, his father, you know, had him when he was 18. I think it was Cesar Ruiz. He was the, the big center that was drafted, okay. who drafted him. And his father was changing a tire and was a victim of a hit and run. Someone yep. hit him while he was changing a tire and, right. you know, was killed tragically. He was like 27. His son mm-hmm. was like nine. And you have one where, well, Jordan Love, his father was, I believe, um, was he was he a police officer? Think and so. Killed in the line of duty. Yep. And you had you had another one whose father was also a, I think he was also a police officer and he had high blood pressure, so they switched up his medication because mm-hmm. his current medication had him doing crazy things and the new medication wreaked more havoc and he ended up taking his own life because of it. I mean, just these awful sad yeah. stories. And it's like, you know what? 
if these guys fall a draft spot or two, I don't think it's going to impact them a whole lot. You know, yeah. it's just uh, uh, incredible. And by the way, is Roger Goodell the most uncharismatic oh. human being on the face of this earth? I My am, God, it was painful. I'm now convinced he is actually a robot that the owners made. He's oh, like a sentient droid. Painful. Oh, when yeah. he was like going like, because you know how they had the fans okay, in the background of the Viking TV. Fans are up. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, come on. Skull. I thought that was pretty funny. Skull. But you're right. Like, he was oh, trying to like. Stop. I know. He was trying to fire people up, and it's just like. <laughs> Dude, it was even super awkward when he'd talk to players over FaceTime or whatever. And, like, you know, the patent thing for Goodell, the one thing he was talking about that he misses that he can't do this year in this with this draft was to get those big giant bear hugs from those players when they I came up to the podium. I actually love that. I love seeing And that's that. fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a really endearing thing to see. But he was, like, also, like, trying to, like, hug his TV with some players as well. And it was so <laughs> awkward. But it was funny. He loosened up as the draft went on. Like, when he was announcing picks uh, on Friday, he was sitting in his chair. He was hanging out. He was leaned back. Uh, but you're right. At the very beginning, he was really stiff, and it was kind of awkward to watch. He really should have played up the elitist card by having the pipe and the smoking jacket while oh, sitting in the chair awesome. by the fire. That would have been the best ever, Yeah, like reading from a book. Oh, nice man. robe with many leather-bound books in the background. It smells of rich mahogany in his basement. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so this was the, uh, the uh, Andrew Kramer who... Uh, writes for, uh, I forget, I think he writes for the Star Tribune. Yeah, he writes for the Star Tribune. He said this was the largest draft of the seven-round era for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they stockpiled picks. They, they got, did. Uh, you know, for, first round wide receiver, uh, was it Justin Jefferson? I forget his first name. Yep. Uh, and uh, Jeff Gladney, the corner out of TCU in the first round, and Ezra Cleveland, an offensive tackle. These are these are at, uh, glaring needs that they needed right away, and then uh, Cameron Dantzler, I think he was at a Southern Miss. He's a corner. Can't to have so, can't yeah. have too many corners with a Mike Zimmer run team. Exactly right. Yeah. So um, you know they definitely uh, uh, fulfilled their needs, and uh, whether it will tran- you know they need they need starters yeah. like post haste. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Jeff Gladney can step right in and start, as can uh, Ezra Cleveland and, and and Justin Jefferson, because these are positions that. Uh, gotten depleted thus far in the offseason but uh, need to fill so yeah it was fun draft i think they pulled it off pretty well and i loved seeing the the coaches and general managers in their home just kind of hanging loose and having fun and uh, yeah that was fun some nice houses as you can imagine <laughs> yeah. so yeah cliff kingsbury's house for sure yeah, absolutely am 12 a to the patriot northern alliance radio network folks thanks as always for tuning in praying for you stay strong godspeed my friends have yourselves a blessed week Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through, and most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Minnesota's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. 
This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. During these constantly changing times, American Pressure is here for you. From service on your pressure washer to new hoses, guns, wands, and accessories, or complete equipment, we are open for business. One product I want to bring to your attention today that we offer is Vital Oxide. It's a disinfectant with many wonderful government certifications. Give us a call today at 763-521-4442 to find out more. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the Liberty Bell and its crack. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. AM 